It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. Now, what you might be able to tell, dear listener, is that Steve Anglesey is not nor as normal sat across from me, but he is, in fact, through the magic of technology, on the line. I'm, on the, I'm in an undisclosed location, an undisclosed. as they uh, <laughs> used to say. Well, we've moved. Um, we had to quite... We have moved. We, have to, we had to, basically, quite quickly at the beginning of this week, after after the Prime Minister's announcement, which, uh, of course, we will we will talk about in a minute, we had to move all of our studio into a temporary surroundings i can tell you that i am currently leaning on a kitchen work surface and Good. and the um the the, 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 the deck uh, uh i don't know yeah i'm not sure really look it's a marble effect shall we say um, oh, okay good and the um the, the the sort of mixing desk thing that we we use uh is currently on an ironing board <laughs> <laughs> It's just like Abbey Road. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I think that's how George Martin liked to set up. He, he favoured the ironing board. <laughs> it really is. Anyway, um, the news comes thick and fast. So as I mentioned, I know a lot of you do tune into the New European Podcast to get your news, and that is the only place you will get your news. If if you haven't taken my advice in the last few weeks and, and been tuning in... Watch into, the news. Do watch the news, just for the time being. If you haven't, then you're in for a, in for a shock this week. Um, but, um, yes, do tune into the news on a daily basis. But uh, we will do the news, nonetheless, and then we will also um, crown a Brexiteer of the week. And I think, Steve, am, am I right thinking you've got a quiz? Because it went down well, the quiz, last week. We're going to do, a, we're gonna do a three... Uh, there's a huge quiz that I've written in this week's <laughs> New European print edition, right, of right. which we will discuss more in a second. Oh, wow. um, And uh, let's, we'll, we'll do the first three questions from that, and I'll, I'll read them out in a minute, and then we could... We can get the answers at the end of the uh, okay. at the end of the, the thing. If you want the full effect, go out and buy the print edition of the, of the well, New European. Can which I just has a striking cover? The cover has gone down very well. An excellent cover. You should cut that one out and stick it in your windows. When you do your weekly shop, go and get it. I think yes, would probably exactly. be the advice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, it's or a subscribe, and it, cover. it'll still come to your door. Yeah, absolutely. It's a remarkable cover um, of. Uh, Doctors raising an NHS flag um, in the manner of US servicemen uh, in the Second World War. Um, I think you all will know the, the photo that I'm so, referring to. Was, was it Iajima? I think it was in the yeah, it was in the um, the South Pacific, um, wasn't it? Um, so, um, and if you want a print of that, you, uh, we're selling those at tneshop.co.uk. TNEshop.co.uk, TNE for the new European, obviously. Uh, and all profits from those prints will go to NHS charities. So uh, please look out for the, the, the big quiz in the print edition of the new European. And if you like the cover, please um, buy a print from us and we will donate the, the profits to NHS charities. Oh, fantastic. That's, that's um, great news. Which is nice. That is, and it is a, is a smashing cover. I've just got to say that we, I, I'm, I'm not alone in this kitchen. I'm joined by... I think we'll probably call call a producer Jess Long, who's in the background. She's she's taking pictures, um, and she is also typing away. Don't worry, full social distancing, all approved. You've nothing it's to worry being about. Observed. It is definitely being observed. Um, uh, so, well, listen, we've had a live audience before, but never a live audience of one. Never. 
never a live audience of one. We've had listener figures of one. <laughs> we have, yeah. We no, have. Live audience of one. Um, um, so, can so I, we get to can we... I introduce, before we talk about yeah. the news, can I introduce some news that my, my son, who is, is downstairs from me, has, um, has related? Yes. Um, in that, obviously, I start this, these, the podcast each week by saying, hello, Snowflake. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this, but Marvel Comics have announced uh, their first ever non-binary superhero. Um, and uh, the, the non-binary superhero is called Snowflake. Steve, that can't be true. There is a new... Are you joking? A, a new, a new, there's a new Marvel comic. It's called The New Warriors. Right. Uh, it's a new superhero team. Right. Um, which is and it is set in the Marvel universe, so they will. There is the promise that they will interact with other Marvel characters, and it will sort of refer to the events of Marvel films. But they call the New Warriors, and Snowflake is um, the first ever non-binary superhero. Someone's taking um, a mic there, aren't they? And Snowflake's brother is a stereotypical jock called Safe Space. Safe and, space. And people have people have, what have date said, is it? <laughs> and people have said, is, is, are these names really a good idea? And a guy called Daniel Kibblesmith, who is the uh, the creator of the the, the New Warriors, yeah. um, has said, you know, these are these are terms that get thrown around uh, on the internet uh, as derogatory terms. But the, he wants the characters to wear them as badges of honour, and just as we say. Hello, snowflakes, to uh, to greet each other. Um, he is arguing that we should uh, we should reclaim the word snowflake okay, and good. turn it into something sharp. So yeah, oh, there you well, go. F- well, f- well, fair enough. I mean, other derogatory terms have been reclaimed. We are now reclaiming ours. I'm a proud snowflake. Snowflake and proud, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, so there's a badge. There's a badge. Uh, well, I mean, what a week. Um, I mean, well, we've, we've pretty much said that for the whole three years we've been doing this podcast, but obviously this is um, not necessarily Brexit-related at the moment. Um, there's, Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's just, it's just weird, isn't it? You do feel like you're on the, on the set of a, of a disaster movie. I mean, you know, we, we both live in, in, a, in a bustling city centre, and um, as it stands... There is it no one, really bustling. There is no bustle at all. Um, no, not I even have a been bustle going, in your hedgerow. I have been, um, <laughs> I have been going for my state-approved daily exercise, which, yes. as, which has at this point, I have to say, although um, I, I'm a, a walk, um, nothing too strenuous, um, and it is eerie. It really is eerie. I mean, I've not been in a shop since. Well, Monday, I don't think it's all. It's all yeah. very. It's all very, very strange. New world we are living in, um, and uh, you know. But I, but I have got no complaints. I am more than happy. You know, I don't. Um, I don't have any any major worries like lots of people do at this great time of, of need for lots of people. You know, no one is ill as far as I'm aware, and um, and you know, it's. Uh, I, I don't want to sound like I'm mourning because people are in a much worse place than I. Hmm. Yeah. Um, like you, I mean, like me. Well, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> reading there's, Marvel comics to pass the reading time. Reading <laughs> Marvel comics. There is some. I mean, there's, there's, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Finally, isn't there? I've been. You know, we've been we've been locked in now for a few days, and and most of us have been working from home for for quite a while. And you know, this this news of the, the you know the, the home tests test yeah. that are that are coming appear to be coming down the, the pike. Maybe not as quickly as Public Health England uh, first said they would, but um, but we're certainly going to be getting these in the next few day, a few, few weeks, aren't we? If not the next few days. Yeah, and it's worth and, getting back. Um, you know, I'd rather be in, I'd rather be in lockdown for another two weeks to ensure we get the kit right, rather than rushing exactly. it through because some people want to go at the boozer. You know, as much as I really do want to go at the boozer, um, I'll, I'll wait. Um, exactly. So we should get it right. And there are some fantastic scientists all around the country. Um, that, are, that are working on these kits uh, day and night, and I have absolute, um, absolute um, confidence that they will deliver it as soon as it is ready. So yes, I mean, massive fingers crossed for that. It will it will change a heck of a lot. And attitudes seem to be changing as well, don't they? I don't know whether you saw. Are you aware of the work of Steve Double? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. New key. Yeah, he's yeah. A, a keen Brexiteer, he is. and he said 
uh, the other day. Obviously, Parliament is now in recess until the end of April, much like much like the rest of us. <laughs> We're all in, in recess, aren't we? But he said the other day, many people that we consider to be low-skilled are actually pretty crucial to the smooth running of our country. Absolutely. So we need to review our <laughs> points-based immigration system to reflect the things we've learned. Welcome aboard, Steve. Yeah. If you... <laughs> And well, if you want the subscription, it's theneweuropean.co.uk. Do you know what? Uh, it, is, it is extraordinary. I thought I, yeah, I think it's fairly clear um, that I'm no great fan of Jeremy Corbyn. I still get told off on Twitter. In fact, even this week I've been told off, I think, by someone um, for, for not being a, a Corbynista. I'm sorry, I hate all of them pretty much equally. Um, but, um, but Corbyn's speech at the end of what was an extraordinary PMQs, of course, and double one, um, was, was superb. I have to say, I give him absolute credit for it. I thought the, um, I thought the, you know, Im- imagine any leader signing off with "thank you to the cleaners." I mean, that is that is brilliant. That really is brilliant. And I hope that that paragraph, um, that, that from from that speech is what he's what he's remembered for because he's absolutely right. You know, we we when we were talking about the immigration, only what five six weeks ago, and this term unskilled workers, we we both didn't we, Steve, sort of. Um, uh, we're unhappy with the term unskilled worker, and, and who do we turn to in our time of crisis? Well, Steve Double, amazing, isn't it? Well, but we do, yeah, we we do. Um, so the tide is the tide is turning, and it's it's the it's the end of um, it's the end of Jeremy Corbyn, isn't it? Um, it is, which is, is which end. is I know I know some of our readers uh, <clears throat> feel that he was a, a good leader of the Labour Party. I think. We feel differently. Um, yes, but I, so, but I do uh, feel that what what, what I I've always said this: Jeremy Corbyn is should absolutely be playing a role, a big role in the conversation about what Labour is and what it what it has been and what it becomes next. And people like Jeremy Corbyn should be involved in that conversation. Jeremy Corbyn, however, shouldn't be leading the Labour Party if they ever want to be in power. I think that's yeah. what I've been quite clear. And I've no personal problem with Jeremy Corbyn. I've met him on. Quite a few occasions. He's been very polite. He likes to offer biscuits. He always gives an interview, um, and you know I have no issue with him on that score. Um, you know I don't agree with pretty much anything he says politically, but um, it was it was the fact that they seemed under Corbyn willing to never ever be in power again, um, and I just can't yeah, see the right. point. Of, I can't see the point if that if that's the case. Anyway, come, where, where's this quiz? Come on. So I'm going to read you the first three questions from uh, the great self-isolation quiz in this week's print edition of the New European. Right. Uh, Please go and buy a print copy. Uh, And I'm going to give you three alternatives as well, and then we will return to these at the end of the podcast. Yeah, oh yeah, it's not just thrown together there. Well, well, it was last week, clearly. Well, it was last week, I know. So we're getting... We're getting... Well, I'll tell you what, I've got... Go on. Well, I just wanted so, to have a guess if without the... But okay. I can't, can I? But you can't now. But you can't. But they're fairly... You know, I'll tell you like, what I'm going to do. I'm going to write down... I'm going to write down my thing before, and I'm going to get um, studio guest Jess Long to, to, to be my... Uh, to, to prove that I'm not cheating, all right? Okay. So, so, so you don't I'm need to worry to... about anything. <laughs> okay. So you just go one. for it. Okay. Question one. Which politician named his son Kenneth in honour of his dad, Kenneth? Okay, I I think I know that is. And the alternatives are, is it A, Kenneth Baker? Is it B, Kenneth Clark? Or is it C, Kenneth Livingstone? So which politician named his son Kenneth in honour of his dad, Kenneth? And from the answers... Uh, you will you will you will divine that there are three generations of Kenneth in this this family. Yeah. Kenneth Baker, yeah. Kenneth Clark, yeah. or Kenneth Livingstone. Yeah. Question right. two. Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn, the aforementioned Jeremy Corbyn, is a keen photographer of what? Yeah. A drain and manhole covers. Just gonna show this to Jess. B electricity pylons. Yeah. C dry stone walls. So Jeremy Corbyn is a keen photographer of what? I promise you he is a keen photographer of one of these things. Drain and manhole covers, or does he take pictures of electricity pylons, or does he like to take photos of dry stone walls? And the third 
All of the those things question, are appealing, I have to say. I like, I love a pylon. I love a pylon. I do like a pylon. I love a pylon. I particularly like the pylons that we've got here in East Anglia, which are un- quite unusual. There are some quite unusual pylons, aren't there, that look like they have been built by... It looks like somebody, is, somebody sort of escaped from East Anglia in the 1940s or 50s and saw pylons and then came back and described them to somebody else in East Anglia and they, they don't look like actual pylons but they but they, they seem to work. Yes, um, I know I know exactly what you mean. Although I think the I think having grown up in, in the area of the north which we did, the pylons there are very distinctively different to that, aren't they? I think that is They probably, are, yeah. yes. Massively different. Massive. Uh, question question three. How did future US president Ronald Reagan nearly die? In 1951, uh, was it A, he choked when he was choked when a chimpanzee pulled his tie sharply? Was it B, he choked on a jelly bean? Yeah. Or was it C, he choked during a hanging scene in the film Storm Warning? So the alternatives are, how did US President, future US President Ronald Reagan nearly die in 1951? He was choked when a chimpanzee pulled his tie sharply. Yeah. Uh, he choked on a jelly bean, <clears throat> or he or he choked during a hanging scene in the film Storm Warning, and we will give you the answers to those at the end of the podcast. So I wrote, I wrote all, I wrote all three. Are of you those confident? Down. Well, I am. I've dis- I have to say that on the on the on C, I might not have got the entire detail, but I'll tell you exactly what I wrote, and you can decide at the time. Good stuff. Right then, let us get to the news, Mister Angle C. Okay. I got um, some, I got some real stick for saying Boris had, were a seven out of ten. Did you see that? Ooh. Oh, you did. They didn't like that, did they? <laughs> and quite rightly so. Uh, Not like that. Quite rightly so. What do we want to say about the conduct of the prime minister? Because I feel that you know I spend an awful lot of time in my bubble on social media where everybody is telling me that Boris Johnson is doing a bad job, that he delayed lockdown for far too long, that he's Faith in herd immunity has cost lives, that they should have sorted out testing for the NHS workers. Um, you know, we could go on. The delay over the self-employed stuff, which has turned out not to be uh, as wonderful as we, we'd hoped. Um, but then I, I also try and look at other places. I, look, I try and look at, you know, other newspapers, um, letters pages, and I try and look at you know, Facebook and stuff like that. And a lot of people seem to be quite impressed with the way that he's, he's handling this. Well, what's think, what's your, been your take over the last... <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you to give him a 7 out of 10 again, because that <laughs> well, got I you think, into trouble. I think I think I, I don't mind being in trouble with, with almost anyone, and, and I think I would probably stand by that. I'm not suggesting, however, that this is... Um, this is going perfectly well for the government. I think some of the messaging has been confused and um, and perhaps the timing hasn't been quite right on some stuff. Um, delaying the lockdown for too long, well, perhaps. Um, but I think, I think what we've got to remember here is, yes, Boris is in charge and it will, at the end, he will pay for it with his job one way or the other, won't he? But he can only be guided by... The evidence and uh, of the experts that he's getting it from, and I trust in those guys. Um, there's no one else for us to trust in. So, should we have gone into lockdown sooner? <clears throat> well, perhaps. Hindsight, wonderful thing. Herd immunity. This has become a um, like a dirty phrase. Herd immunity. It, it, it shouldn't, because it is in the end. Herd immunity is what will get us over the hump. It's how quickly you try and get herd immunity is the problem, because. Uh, you know, if we had, if we had four times, five times, six times more, probably the amount of NHS resource that we do, then herd immunity would probably be the quickest way to get us through it. We all get ill, we all get better. That is, yeah. you know, well, obviously that is a nonsense. You can't do that because you will overwhelm the hospitals. People who don't need to die will then die. Um, and and I think that messaging wasn't probably portrayed very well to begin with. And this, um, you know, I got messages from people saying, oh, you're idiots, herd immunity, that's never going to work, you know. Well, it, it, it is actually, in the end. The herd immunity is, is not a bad thing. It's just something that we've got to get to slowly. 
Um, so I think there's been. I don't think. I think the majority of people don't understand what herd immunity actually means. Um, frankly, from the people I've had conversations with, either online or beyond. Um, well, not in person anymore. Um, but you know, I know there was some some whispers about an advisor talking about herd immunity and saying some pretty nasty things. I don't know if that's true or not, and we probably never will know if that's true or not. But let's get let's get the understanding of it right. In the end, herd immunity is what will get us all back out on the streets. But it's the time scale of how we get there that is the issue here. Um, and I think that that was I think that was pretty clear from the start. Um, but lots of other people don't seem to have got that. Testing for NHS workers is a problem, isn't it? Yes, a massive problem, and I don't really understand why why this um, why this has, been, has taken so long, and um, and I also don't understand why. Um, I mean, I was speaking to somebody the other day who who is closely, uh, or, or one of their family members has been closely involved in, in making the decision to release final year trainee doctors and nurses um, yeah. uh, from from a university into the, uh, well, they're going to join the, the, the sort of the, the, the fight against coronavirus on the front line now. Yeah. And, you know, I, from, from, what I've, from what I've been told, it, it was... You know, the, the attitude was pretty much, well, we need these people, so can they just turn up on Monday? And, you know, there, there was very there was very little suggestion of how we, those people would be kept safe yeah. um, in the absence of testing, let alone what really should happen, which is that the student debt of these people should be, um, you know, should be docked or, or, or cancelled. I, I um, think that these. Are, I think that hopefully these are fights that we can win um, going forward. Um, I, I think that it, that makes absolute sense to do that. Um, it seems extraordinary that these people would, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> would be asked to do that for. Problem, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I am fine, honestly. Um, I'll tell you what, though, let me just put. Let me just put in there. Let me just put in there because I want to um, catch up with your learning of a new language, Steve. Oh yeah, I am learning a new language. So That's tell, right. So I'm learning Spanish. You're learning Spanish, and that is that is that because it's like the quiz again. A, you wanted to visit a different country, but didn't want to feel like an outsider. Well, yes, I think it's it's. I think it's very embarrassing, isn't it, when you visit other European countries or world countries. So you would agree um, with that. Would you also agree that you wanted to learn a language that perhaps you you missed out the chance at secondary school? You wished you'd have given you know you wish you'd given it your all back then, and now you can now you understand the 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 great joy of speaking a foreign tongue. Yes. That is, that's absolutely true. I did German at, uh, at secondary school. I don't really know why. I think I was quite impressed with German bands. At it the would time have been craft had, work, wouldn't it? It would can. have been craft or, or, or it, I think it was sort of it, craft work, certainly, and also uh, Daft, who uh, oh, yeah. who uh, who the, the the singer from 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 Daft has uh, died this week. Oh uh, dear, I didn't see that. They were a band called uh, Deutsche Ameri- uh, American uh, Americanish. Freundschaft, uh, German-American friendship, um, which was, uh, and they were a sort of a, a kind of industrial sort of dance band. Um, they, they were extremely, they were extremely good. Yeah, so, so that's so why I you learned German, German. But now you're learning that's Spanish. Why I learned German, but now I'm learning Spanish. Yeah. And, and and what are you using to learn Spanish? Can you tell where I'm getting to? I'm using a fantastic site and app called Babbel. Okay, so um, so it's a clear and simple interface guiding you through your learning journey in a fun and smooth way. It's designed to quickly get you speaking your new language within weeks. There's daily, and you've done quite a few of these now, I think you know, daily 10 to 15 minute lessons. Yeah, uh, Bell I'm up teaches, to number three now. You're up to number three. I'm not, I'm not exactly fluent. You're not fluent. <laughs> okay, well, you've got to put a bit more effort into it. You did three lessons. I wasn't expecting you to be fluent. I know you're clever, but goodness me. Um, it, it teaches real-life conversations you learn through interactive dialogues, uh, and it uses speech recognition technology, which helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Lessons yeah, are... Yeah, it's really good. Yeah? It's oh. really good, that bit. You, you, you press down on the... 
you, you press down on the little button and it records, you know, it records you saying uh, basic phrases and it, you know, it, it compliments you. Or in my case, it largely goes, what on earth was that? <laughs> Would you like to have another go? <laughs> and the thing is, it's not just um, a translation machine, is it? It's actual language experts. I think they've got about 100 more. Um, language experts, real people. So it's not actually a translation machine that is doing this. It's not like Google Translate. Um, and no, you... no, no, no. You're learning. You're learning language. It's, it's the, the number one selling language learning app in the world, apparently. And, yeah. and I can see why. Yeah. It's absolutely terrific. So with Babbel, really you can good. choose from 14 different languages, including uh, Spanish, French, Italian, German, um, and the teaching method has been proven to be effective across multiple studies. It's available as an app or online, and your progress will be synced. Ping! I think that, that is a sync noise. Ping! Across yeah, all your devices. So try Babbel today. Just go to babbel.co.uk or download the app for free. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.co.uk or download the app to try it for free. Babbel, learn a new language and make it your own, Stephen. I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing my bet. My bet. Good, good. Um, what, sorry, where were we? Because we were talking about. Uh, oh, well, we, we were talking about. We were talking about Boris Johnson and his response. Yeah. What is that? A lot of people, and we've got a couple of letters in the independent. Uh, the independent. In the wow, you got a new job. <laughs> I'm working for the independent. That's good. I wonder if they know. They're certainly not paying me. Well, if it's um, in the independent print edition, then not only have you got a new job, you've got a new job with a defunct outfit. <laughs> Well, maybe I'm starting it up again. Maybe that is my new my new role, my secret new role. Wow! Um, Great. A couple of letters in the in the print edition of the New European this week are calling for a government of national unity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I might call them up in a second, but but why? I mean, what do you think of a government of national unity? I, I will say that there have been a couple of stories um, appeared actually after, these stories have appeared after people wrote in about this um, you know one of one of them was a suggestion from somebody a senior Tory who said well we might need to do a government of national unity if we have to keep the emergency measures in place for a few months and yeah. they were quite <clears throat> candid about it and they said we might have to introduce a government of national unity because then we will be blamed by the electorate well, quite. for, I mean, for the, imposing the, <laughs> privation, you know? There is, there is a, there's a political risk there. No one wants to be told what, well, certainly no one in a Western society expects to be to be told to do uh, the sort of things that we are being told to do at the moment. And if that, if the, at the moment there is quite a lot of goodwill towards that, if that tide turns, then, you, you know, do you really want to be the man uh, or woman on, on the hot seat at that point? So probably not. So a national uh, government would be, would be good. I would would have thought. For I, I can't see Boris being up for it. If I'm honest, I can't see Boris Johnson being keen. Um, no, me. I mean I've been coughing now. I'm burping. I mean, what oh next? Dear. Did I, I, really didn't, yeah, I didn't get that. Um, then um, and and, and uh, George Freeman, who's an MP in the East of England and, and was Number Ten's policy advisor and fell out with Theresa May over that dreadful uh, manifesto back in 2017. He is calling for a national a national yes, government, he um, and he he wants. He's a fairly sensible voice. He's also been quite critical of Boris Johnson, saying that um, the lockdown didn't happen because he because of his liberal um, mindset. You know that lockdown should have happened a week earlier or whatever. I can sort of take or leave that. But um, but government of national unity, I would not be opposed to it. Although I think to start with, probably what we need to do is just get Keir Starmer and, like we said last week, probably some some old heads at least in the Cobra meetings or at least yeah. in some of the strategy meetings. Um, I'm well, not... Keir Starmer is apparently is apparently opposed to this. Yes. And he he the, the message from Keir Starmer's camp is that he is focused on trying to push Number Ten towards you know doing all the being honest and doing the right thing yeah. when you guarantee income to people um, and um, and and <clears throat> you know sorting all this out and, and trying to be a voice behind the scenes in making sure that self-employed people, um, key workers are looked after rather than going, I will come in and, and, and sit in with you. Um, Lisa Nandy has um, has called for an official unity uh, COBRA 
um, rather than an official yes, government of national I unity. Would, I, I would I would agree with her on that to start with. I can see what I can see what Keir is saying though. Um, you know, Keir is hoping to be the the leader of the Labour Party within a couple of weeks, and what he you know what he needs to do first is be in, in effective in opposition. He needs to convince people that he's good enough to be prime minister by being effective in in um, in opposition. And I think the best way to do that is to keep the pressure on. And I definitely, I mean, I think we we're, we always record this blinking podcast at the wrong time, but we are expecting an announcement on the self-employed. But it's how quickly does that money get through? You know, how, yeah. the, it's the the. the I think some of the announcements have been very, very pleasing on that score. You know, I think we all gasped when we learned on... Um, God, I, mean, I have no idea what day it would have been. Was it Friday when they said they would pay 80% of everyone's wages? I can't I can't remember. That kind of took some of the, the sting out of the fear out of it for people because they thought, well, we're in a very worse situation. But how do we get it? When do we get it? What about the bosses? Yeah. Do they have to count? You know, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions. At the moment, both I and... Um, and I think a lot of people are willing to let them have a bit more time because it must be extraordinarily difficult to um, it must be. To, to, to get all this done. Um, it must I be. Heard a, heard a whisper. Heard a whisper from one of my excellent young um, colleagues that a lot of this, um, a lot of the, a lot of the contingency that was going on now was actually just No Deal Brexit planning that they were finally mm. putting in place. Well, I mean that's another thing, isn't it? And the the idea that we that we are not going to extend the, um, the the transition period just seems to me to be just lunacy. Um, but um, but equally, I, you know, I see that there is, you know, when, when we're when we're looking at you know the London hospitals in London talking about expecting a tsunami of coronavirus patients over the next few days that I that I also understand that that you know extending the uh, with the transition period is not sort of top of your agenda yeah. I'll tell you a good point which is made by one of our correspondents um, uh, in the, the print edition of the new European this week um, just on this government of national unity thing is that it's the government is this is a very inexperienced government. This is a guy called Pete Millery or Millory, M-I-L-O-R-Y from Trowbridge, who says the inexperience of this government, which has been selected for obedience and political correctness, not for experience or ability, is lamentable. The most experienced health secretary of modern time has been excluded from the government because he dared to oppose Boris Johnson for the Conservative Party leadership. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he too has criticised the government for its lack of action uh, we need a government of national unity with experienced ministers as well as medical experts. Um, and I think that there is there is something in having somebody else in the room. Lisa Nandy has talked about bringing people like Gordon Brown to a um, a, a, a cobra, national unity cobra. Um, so maybe we'll get more on this. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What about I, the what about the, the what about the undisputed sort of Brexit villains of, of the of villains this, this week? There's been a few, hasn't there? They've had to come out of the woodwork um, this week. I think when when you tell rich people they have to close down the things that's made them rich, um, sometimes yeah. they don't take too keenly, take too keenly to that, do they? So I think I can probably guess a couple that you're thinking about. Friend, friend of the New European Podcast, per chance. Well, yeah, I mean, Tim Martin has, has done the right thing, hasn't he, in the end, or he's done one of the right things, yeah. which was after putting out a video message to his, his staff saying, we're not going to pay you after next Friday, um, you know, we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to stop paying you wages, but there are lots of jobs in Tesco's. Yeah. Um, he's, he's sort of rolled back on that, hasn't he? Um, but he's, he's still saying that they're not going to... Weatherspoons doesn't intend paying any of their suppliers until the pubs reopen, and you know this is coming hard off the off last week when he said first of all that it was perfectly safe to keep pubs open, Weatherspoons pubs open, um, uh, and then he said it was a, a mistake. You know the, the the whole lockdown thing was a, was a mistake, and you know I think it, for a company that that have put up profits of fifty eight million quid in the last twenty six weeks and. Tim Martin's personal fortune, which you know he's 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 gained by being a good businessman, but you know when you've got a personal fortune of four hundred million quid and you've made 
your, your profit in the, the, first, the last 26 weeks of training was, uh, before tax was nearly 60 million quid. I think you could probably afford to pay your suppliers. Well, yeah, um, I'd, I'd imagine. I'd uh, it was an yeah, extraordinary and, video, let's put it that way. And amazing. He just, looks, he just looks silly, doesn't he? And just, you know, and close to... Um, and close to... Um, to, to a, a, almost a Gerald, a, a Gerald Ratner moment. You yeah. know, we've seen... You know, clearly we're, we're not endorsing this, but, you know, you've seen Weatherspoon people... I saw a video of people, somebody walking past a... Weatherspoons in in central London the other day, and people have, have graffitied "Pay your wages, pay your staff wages" um, over it. So um, you know, it's very close to to Gerard uh, Gerald Ratner there. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the other one then? Well, Mike Ashley is the is the other homegrown one. Oh, good, who, old, good old I mean, Mike Ashley. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just amazing that he attempted to sell the idea that Sports Direct. Uh, could remain open even when the government was closing down all the other retailers as non-essential goods. I'll tell you what I need more than anything in this time of crisis: one of those massive calculators. Well, a massive oh, calculator, you know, an enormous mug, <laughs> an enormous, an mug. enormous mug, and a big calculator. <laughs> that is what I need more than anything else. And and of course, you know, the business is is, is, is still running online as all these businesses are, but. Then we get this story that the price of some home exercise equipment has been put up by fifty percent on on web, their, their websites, and uh, you know, I mean, they they are obviously saying that those goods were discounted in the first place, and that they're still below the manufacturer's RRP. But but even so, you know, they're they're likely to be they're likely to be quite old goods, aren't they? They're not likely to be the newest models, and that's kind of how. Sports Direct mod, model has worked. So I've, I've um, only so been I've only been Sports Direct maybe five or six times. Usually dragged in by one of my kids who wants a massive tennis ball. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, daddy, can I have one of these ball. massive tennis balls? And um, and I have to say, I'm not sure that most people who go into Sports Direct are doing much sport. No, no. You know, I think um, this is a, this is Ash Le- a, a, What do you call it? Athleisure. Purchases. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you want to buy a package of um, oh, I do. of white socks, yeah. <laughs> then it is definitely the number one place to go. It's good for white socks, okay, good. It's the number one place to go for a package of white socks. They're, they're, they're to be found by the door. Have you got another um, villain for it? Have you got, have you got another villain? Well, I think, the, the, I mean, the ultimate villain is, is the, the leader of the free world, isn't he? Because... Ah, because... I mean, what on earth is... Well, I think we know what Donald Trump is, is up to. But, you know, while America is on course to having the... America is on, on course to be having the worst outbreak yeah. of, of any country, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's there, yeah. Are, there are There are strange strange things are happening. You know, the the, the states where the and cities where population density is very high are obviously suffering. Places who, that are in the middle or in the south with a low population density... Uh, seem to be, uh, you know, uh, escaping some of it. And for in now. some places, like, uh, for now, and in some places like Tennessee, where, you know, the governor and, and the, the mayors of, of big cities have sort of overridden government advice, and there is a lot of social distancing going on and stuff like that, and tests have been done, then, you know, they seem to be, um, they, they seem to be escaping the worst effects for now. But... Donald Trump has basically said he wants America to reopen on Easter Sunday. Yeah. And he said, I mean, did you see this? He oh, said, I didn't he see said, it, but I've read about it, yeah. He said, Easter is a beautiful time. <laughs> it would be a beautiful timeline. Uh, wouldn't it be great to have all the churches full on Easter Sunday? I think it would be a beautiful time. <laughs> I love the fact that he's basically, he's basically sort of going back in time... I know that the, I know that Easter is at a different time every year, but bear with me. He's basically thinking that the, the, the Western calendar and, the, and the, the, the matching up of the death of Jesus Christ has all come together in this one moment just for him, so that so that he can say America is open for business. Yes, absolutely. Let's hope it works out um, for him. I absolutely do hope it works out for him, but I think it's highly unlikely. Although some cities will lock down much quicker than ours. I mean, LA have been in lockdown now, I think, for about ten days. Yes, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. I mean, it, it, on the coast, um, 
that they've been they've been following the same advice as, as a lot of big yeah. European cities, and we are late to the party. Yeah. Um, so, but in other places, it's people are moving party, around frankly, quite freely. This is the shittiest party I've ever been to. I'm never yeah. going to this shit party ever again. No. And I'm not going to bleep no. out these shits either. <laughs> no, don't do not do that. Let's leave it in. <laughs> hey, listen, um, let me so talk to you about something else before, before uh, we get on to our next bit. And I think I think we can be afforded a little bit more of a flabby show this week, to be honest, because, uh, well, you've all got nothing to do, have you? But let me tell you about... <laughs> let me tell you about another really cool thing, and this is ideal while you're stuck in as well, Stitch Fix... You ever heard of that? Yeah. Yo, you are good. You're having to bloody think about it, Steve. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service for women and men, so good news for us too, where an expert stylist picks clothes just for you based on your taste, size, and, importantly for me, budget, and sends them to your door. It's easy and fun. You fill out a, like a style quiz, right? Um, so for me, it'd be like you know, big bow ties and uh, and comedy braces, I guess. Um, about your clothing preferences, so you do this quiz about your clothing preferences. Um, it's this really simple to use sort of web page on their website. You pick a delivery date, and then your stylist hand selects, sends them, sends you five pieces of clothing in your preferred fit. You try them on. And then you send back the ones. If you don't like them, my, my, I would presume that you would like them all. Um, but you mm. simply send the rest back. So there's a charge of just £10 for your stylist. Delivery and returns are free. Um, it seems like a good idea, this, Steve. Have you ever, you ever used anything like this? Have you ever used Stitch, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Stitch Fix? Have you used this? I have not used it, but well, certainly it sounds great. It does sound great. I don't know if there's any impact, of course, currently as to what is going on. But, but by all means, check out their website. Um, you pay £10 for your experts to pick out the things that suit you uh, and you can even redeem that actually against the items you decide to keep it gets better if you keep all five items you get 20% off hey try before you That's buy good. and you only pay for what you decide to keep um, if you don't you don't have to subscribe if you don't want to you can order a one-off delivery whenever you like so you don't have to get tied into things if you don't want to so here we go. Get started with Stitch Fix today and support our podcast by going to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash new. Do it right now. That's Stitch Fix, S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X dot co dot UK forward slash new. Steve. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, it does. I'm gonna, I am actually going to do that. I am going to do that. I could do with some new threads because I'll tell you what, I'm normally I'd wear a suit five times a week. And now I am looking. Well, I'm, you know, I'm 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 looking like it's it's Sunday morning, and I've just got up all the time. NFL joggers on, crap old t-shirts with like bands from the 1990s on. I need some new threads. Whereas I am dressed like Jacob Rees-Mogg. I believe <laughs> that you need to uphold standards at all times. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, that'd be a great documentary, wouldn't it? Rees-Mogg in lockdown. I wonder what he's up to. Oh. Well, what do we think? He, do we think he's got the old lounge pants on, and he's wearing a Metallica t-shirt? No, he's no. He's got the frock coat on. He's got the. He may have, you know, he may. Well, I don't know how he would relax in lockdown. This is a that is, this is a great thought, isn't it? Well, does I, he? I, you know, I, 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 does he? Does he put the top hat to one side? <laughs> Is it a jaunty angle on his head as he eats his egg and soldier? Maybe. I don't know whether we'll know. We'll ever know. Maybe. Maybe. Lockdown with Reese Mogg. I'd be on, I'd be up for that. I would be up for that. I would watch that. Channel Four would love it. Uh, what have you been? What have you been watching on lockdown? Right. When you've I, not been working. I'll tell you. Well, I've been re- I've been reading I've been reading a very some good books. Which cause I tell you, I have this tendency of doing reading a book, really liking it, and then. And then never finishing it. <laughs> um, so I am now finishing a book called Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is about yeah, the rock and roll of New York from uh, sort of sort of 2000 through to about 2010. It's got some really interesting insight bands in there from The Strokes to LCD Sound System, that sort of thing. So I'm enjoying that. I'm also yeah. reading a book um, called... Um, it's called War Room, and it is about um, Bill Belichick's um, <laughs> Bill Belichick's plan to make the New England Patriots brilliant. 
I don't really like Bill Belichick or the New England Patriots, but it is fascinating. No, me neither. And then I'm reading, and I'm reading Chastise, which is Max um, uh, Hastings' book about the um, bouncing bombs. On TV, what have I been watching? Uh, Let's think. Oh, this thing about this mad guy um, who has a zoo and he has like 200 big cats. You seen that? Oh, it's called called Tiger. Something. Tiger King or something like that. Tiger it's called. King. Yeah, it's yes, on, no, it's on I've Netflix. not seen that. That is uh, jaw dropping. Really good. Something it is wh- very much on my list. Yeah, something which is not nearly as good, but still probably worth a watch. Is something called Man uh, Manhunt Unibomber. You seen that? Uh, I've not yet watched that, but again, it is on my true crime list. Although I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch a bit less true crime at the moment I feel like I'm, yeah I know what you mean I, I feel like in these times I need something a bit a bit lighter which is why, why I've been watching it's why I've been watching the Red Riding trilogy oh my god that is the darkest did you read the books <laughs> beforehand I did read the books yeah so, and I, what I've got to say I, on, on the second viewing and I've not even watched the um, I've not watched the third I didn't watch the third one at all such was my disdain for um, for, for, for the the, the the, the series when it originally aired, um, especially the second one, which I, I just thought didn't hold up very well at all. Um, but, um, but I've got to say, on, on second viewing, it is um, it is a, a really great piece of work. Well, the, the, um, I mean, the extraordinary thing about so David Peace, who wrote, um, the, there are actually four books that were put into a trilogy for TV, and I think that's where it gets a bit clumpy, really, at times that they tried to squeeze four books into three. Yes, of course they were. Yeah, um, that's so, right. So, uh, is that right? Nineteen eighty four. No, 1984 was his other one. That was GBH. Oh, anyway, that was another one, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there, there, were, there were four. I think it was 79. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. You'll be able to find David Peace. And the guy is from a town called Osset, which is about four miles from where I grew up. Um, he's a Huddersfield, Huddersfield Town fan, um, and he grew up during the sort of 70s and 80s. So this is a world that I absolutely recognise. But the really freaky thing in the books is... When he's describing the streets and everything, and he names the streets, they are actual real places that exist. So, Incredible. you know, like normally when you're reading a book and it says, oh, and he went round uh, Prospect Street, you think, oh, well, I can imagine a street. I, I could actually imagine the street. <laughs> it was absolutely bizarre. And all the coppers, the dodgy coppers, used to drink in the in the room above a, a in a hotel, a room above the bar. It was called the Marmaville. Well. Well, we used to drink there as well in the Marmaville in Murphy, very famous. It's gone well, now, knocked down now. But really weird to sort of have actual bits of your life in this uh, in these books. Um, uh, I'll tell you what else I've been watching on a much lighter note. Yeah. Is, and I've, I've now started watching it since since all the, all the episodes are now available. But the 10th series of Curb Your Enthusiasm is absolutely magnificent. And I think it's um, it's probably my favourite Curb series um, since since the Seinfeld reunion one, it really is very very good indeed. Well, I have to Uh, say, I mean, we've we've spoken about Sky Atlantic, isn't it, and now TV. Yeah, we spoke about Curb Enthusiasm about every week about four weeks now, because just before the tenth season was made available, I decided to start watching them right from the beginning again. And there is a few I keep that I missed, you know, in through the years. Um, So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it. I'm on. I'm about midway through season four now. I reckon by this time next week I'll be on about season eight or nine, so I reckon I can I can get right. to season ten before long. Then we will discuss it then. Brilliant, brilliant. Anything else? Uh, one one shout out for a film which is on iPlayer, which you will probably not have seen, is a film called The Goob G Double O B. Right. Um, it's by a uh, filmmaker who is local to Norwich. Who is a guy called Guy Myhill? Ah. Um, I don't know. I don't know this guy. Um, uh, this guy, guy. But um, this is a really. Uh, it's a, it's a film about a um, a dysfunctional um, family um, who work on a, a sort of petrol station, truck shop, cafe. Um, I guess it's set somewhere in East Anglia, right. remote East Anglia. Um, there is a, um, a, a, a sort of a, a damaged young son and a, um, a, a overbearing and really rather awful stepfather. 
Um, and there is stock car racing. There is an influx of um, Eastern European uh, crop pickers. There is a member of S Club 7. It's really haunting, mesmeric sort of, you know, it's in the sort of yeah, pocket of... Yeah, it's 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 great. You will um, it will it will stay with you for a long time. It's called the Goob on High Fire. I'll ch- I'll, ch- I'll definitely check that out. Definitely, definitely check that out. Uh, okay, well we've got our TV okay. recommendations. What other political podcast gives you TV recommendations? Huh? Well, I don't know. Probably all of them at the moment. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Anyway, um, um, Steve, we have got some sad news, haven't we? I'm afraid. We have, which is that one of our uh, listeners and a guy who came to our um, our event um, that we that we held um, um, in uh, central London late last year, a guy called uh, Georg Varduli has sadly uh, left the building. Um, his, his family were kind enough to, to let us know. Um, he was a big fan of the podcast. He was also a big fan of the, the print edition of the New European and the New European website. He had a lot of letters um, published in our letters page. He had um, he, he wrote the occasional poem, which we published, which were funny. Um, he wrote a really good letter. Uh, I was I was uh, looking through them the other day to, to see what he'd written, um, and I sent this one to his family. I think, and in October he had this one published, and he said it took me the, a while to see the real meaning of Eurosceptic. Uh, but it's finally dawned on me. I can't think of any other word in English where SC before I or E is pronounced as uh, SK, um, So it's not like scene or science, Eurosceptic. Therefore, Eurosceptic should be pronounced Eurosceptic. <laughs> um, it's quite apt for the time. Uh, leavers clearly believe they have been poisoned or infected by a Eurovirus and therefore think that only a quarantine of getting Brexit done will save them from this infection. Their condition is definitely curable, but only by using their intelligence and abstaining from the usual gung-ho phrases shouted by nostalgic sufferers with a memory loss. Fantastic, uh, fantastic. And that he was, was uh, yeah, he was great, was a, wasn't he? It was an absolute pleasure to meet him, um, and, uh, and 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 yeah, he's an absolute star, and it, and absolutely lovely to hear that, um, you know, that he he so much enjoyed getting his letters printed and and being on the being on the pod as well. So um, you know, a, a very 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 sad news, and of course, our thoughts, all of our thoughts, go out to his to his family. Yes, they do. Um, and on that rather sad note, we will take a little break. Brexiteer of the week. Welcome back, Steve. It's time for Brexiteer of the week. Brexiteers of the week, and I've got to start with. I mean, this is the saddest coronavirus-related story that you will you will you will hear, <laughs> okay. uh, and it comes from Anne Widdicombe's column in the Daily Express. That's three weeks in uh, a row. That's three weeks in a row. Week, Widders has I'm, been I'm just, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, I'm not going to do the Anne Widdicombe voice, <laughs> but this is this is actual. This this is actually her column from this week. This is the lead item in her column this week. I've, I've cut out the first bit, which is about a shop that she liked, which is she thought was going to stay open, but has now closed. I've edited that bit out, but this is another bit. <laughs> okay. I had ordered a new Adams carpet from Austin's, my favourite emporium in Devon. A lack. A lack. It is closing. A lack. It is closing good. due to the virus. That I understood. But when the carpet department rang me up to say my order was delayed indefinitely, I raised my eyebrows. My carpet was coming from the manufacturers. Had they also closed? Ah, said the salesman. Not, not yet, but Austin's warehouse would not be able to be open to receive it. No problem, I said. They could deliver it straight to me instead. Austin's rang me back. The manufacturers adamantly refused to deliver to a private address. The fact that 24 hours later Britain went into total lockdown and carpets could hardly be classified as necessities is irrelevant. We were not in that lockdown when they insisted in sticking to the rule book. The government is tearing up its rule books to help the economy to survive. Is it really too much to ask that businesses show similar flexibility and initiative and wow. tear up theirs? That really I mean, is sad. That really is some sad. Pe- some people are suffering, but I think we can we can <clears throat> we can say that 
nobody is suffering quite like. I just um, want to. Can I just? Can I stop you there, Steve? Because I just. I think just for a few minutes, we should just clap. Hashtag clap for Widdicombe. Yes, exactly. There you go. That's for you, Anne. Um, I posted that on Twitter the other day, and uh, some of the responses were, were very good. Um, James. James said I couldn't read till the end. My my eyes were stinging from the tears. <laughs> uh, um, somebody said, and I'm I'm, I'm scrolling down here. Uh, oh, Andrew Partridge said I'm not sure I want to give too much thought to Anne Whittacombe's carpet. To be honest, um, and, um, Rude. and various other people. A lot of people uh, praise the use of the word alack, but alack um, I mean, is great. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Alack. Alack. It's great, isn't it? I love the. I just like the idea. Of, I mean, what would have happened if they delivered the carpet? Was she going to lay it herself? I can just see how I, it, I, what I them guns. That. Them guns they use to fire it down. Them. We don't need see. any experts. Yeah. Um, who else? Shall we? we'll, we'll rattle through these. Alison Pearson yeah. um, from the Daily Telegraph yeah. um, has uh, tweeted um, after this. Let the words made in China be a badge of shame. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of things wrong with that tweet, um, but name one of them is the fact that it was. It, it says at the bottom, it's sent from my iPhone, and iPhones, <laughs> as we know, are made in which country? They're made, China. They're, they're made in China. They're made at the Foxconn factory Stupid. in Shenzhen, aren't they? Um, Isabel Oakshot, did you see her this week? Uh, these, are all, yeah. these are all bad tweets. Is She's he? the partner of Richard Tice, isn't is she? The Brexit Party uh, chairman. And um, she tweeted, just think what Meghan and Harry could do for their shattered reputations by coming home to support the national effort against corona and support the royal family. Now, one, they haven't got shattered reputations, only with idiots like Isabel Oakeshott. <laughs> Two, what, what point is there in them coming home so you know when when you know his, his dad is self isolating because he's got corona. What, what could he possibly do? What would what would they do? What kind of response would <clears throat> Meghan and Harry get if they flew in on a private flight or or, or whatever else? Anyway, I'd, I'm going to keep I'd, all, I'm going to keep my comments on the royal family firmly to myself. Yes, I think you should. Um, Paul Bullen um, is, is is not a columnist. He's a real person. He was selected and dropped as the Brexit Party candidate for North East uh, Cambridgeshire at the last general election. He has tweeted, isn't it about time we stop this nonsense? The majority don't care about COVID-19, don't care if they catch it, and they know that it won't have any adverse effects. <laughs> Do we really want to kill our economy? Let's get back to work, open our pubs and restaurants, and get back to normal. Okay, now, here, here is someone who, who thinks that... Um who's <clears throat> got it completely the opposite way around from what I was talking about with her yeah, he earlier. <laughs> he has. It's, it's remarkable of those... There, there, is, there, there are an awful lot of people, aren't there? And they are in the, you know, they're in the, 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 the Brexiteer envelope, the, the Venn diagram between people who don't think yeah. coronavirus is yeah. a big deal yeah. and um, people who think that we have to leave the EU because of... You know, it was set in rules and we didn't have anything to do. There's a, there's a lot of correlation there. There's a lot of overlap, isn't there? They're probably uh, all quite, quite a lot of overlap with the sort of flat earthers as well, I imagine. Yeah. The majority don't care about COVID-19. They don't care if they catch it. And they know that if they do, it won't have any adverse effects. Mm. Of course, because there's no evidence of COVID-19 being bad <clears> for you. It is, it is worrying. It is worrying. It is worrying. It's, it's, the, it's the entire Daily Telegraph. <laughs> I mean, we've already mentioned Alison Pearson, but I'm going to read you some headlines oh, from, from the Daily Telegraph this week. Right, right. The end of freedom was how they greeted the, the, the lockdown. Mm. The end of freedom. Mm. The end of freedom. Sherelle <laughs> uh, Jacobs, uh, this is one from her. The PM was panicked into abandoning a sensible COVID-19 strategy and has plunged society into crisis. Yeah. You know, it's a point of view, isn't it? Yeah. I like this one. This was from Philip Johnson. I hope we haven't overreacted to coronavirus and wrecked my grandson's future. I actually read this piece. His grandson is four months old. 
I don't think social isolation and being told to stay in is that important to a four-year-old, four-month-old, is it? When he comes, you know... He's only going to be he's only going to be seven months old probably when we all come out of it. Grandad, what did you do in the coronavirus? I wrote stupid headlines for the Daily Telegraph. Uh, here's another one: far from requiring delay, coronavirus strengthens <clears> our <throat> hand in post-Brexit talks. Somebody wrote that. That's pretty much what we reported on Nigel Farage yeah, saying yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love it. Uh, this was a good one. I like. Uh, why am I still paying full whack for my child's private school when it's shut? Well, I, I mean, um, it's, a, it's a bloody yeah. good question. I <laughs> <laughs> Tennis is the perfect sport for a coronavirus pandemic. It should be encouraged, not banned. <laughs> That's genius. Yes, and, that is and, genius. And then this one from, uh, what's Piers Morgan's wife called? Celia Walden. Yeah. Uh, the self-pitying woke generation needed a war, and in coronavirus, they've got one. Thank God for coronavirus. Well, don't panic. up this, the woke generation. Don't panic, snowflakes. Uh, but I've got to say, in mitigation, all of those, um, all of those uh, were, were absolutely terrible. But they did have a headline this week, which I thought was genius, which was um, it was on their coronavirus sort of update page right um news in brief of coronavirus and it's and the headline was dutch sex workers told to down tools so <laughs> so, so that that is yeah. well, the, the daily Te- telegraph has gone mad and are, are the brexiteers is the brexiteer of the week um can wow. we do the quiz answers? yes let's do the quiz answers and you're Before gonna have we to go. jess jess so all saw me write all these down before just say yes jess Yes. There you go. So it's a proof needed so that I, I didn't need the... But I don't think I've got them all right. So I'll okay. answer first and then you can tell the answers, yeah? Which politician named his son Kenneth in honour of his dad, in honour of his dad, Kenneth? Well, I think that's Ken Livingston. It's actually Kenneth Clark. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, and I should know that because I read the Kenneth. bloody book. He is called Kenneth and his son is called Kenneth. I just thought because Ken, Ken Livingston's got so many... Nah, anyway... Um, uh, two, Jeremy Corbyn is a keen photographer of what? Well, I've put manhole covers. It's true. He, yes. he, he photographs drain and manhole covers. Yes, yes. And let's hope that he'll... He, well, he's going to get more time to do that, which is good, isn't it? Um, and number three, how did Ronald Reagan nearly die in 1951? Well, I put, I put strangled um, and, and in brackets chimp. But, Strangle brackets chimp. Yes, I'm not well, sure I've got that quite right. Well, he was choked on a film set, and it, but it wasn't the one in Storm Morning during a hanging scene. He was when he was filming the film Bedtime for Bonzo. Yeah, the chimpanzee who played Bonzo. Um, he he pulled Ronald Reagan's tie mm. very sharply and wouldn't let go, and kept pulling it. And uh, uh, Ronald Reagan had to be. I don't know what had, what they did to the, sh- the, the, the chimp. To get him to stop, yeah. but um, I think but he that was nearly I probably killed got, by a chimpanzee. I think I got that right. Yes, you did get that right. I, 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 I didn't. I've not. I've not seen either of those films. I just knew. I just knew that there'd been an incident with a, with him being strangled. I, I didn't. I thought it was maybe just, with a chimp. Yeah. I thought he was just grabbed round the neck rather than with a tie. No, he had his tie pulled. Well, these quizzes um, are fantastic. Are, you, are we going to carry these quizzes on? For I think the, we're going to carry them yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. I think we're going to carry them on. If so readers got, have got any good quiz questions, political quiz questions, then please get in touch with us. I got two out of three last week and two out of three this week, so that's not, that's not bad. Amazing, Steve. Amazing. What should the yeah. listener do right now? Take care of yourselves. Self-isolate. We'll all get through this together. In the meantime. Uh, more than ever, please support the New European in various ways. So you can uh, subscribe to the print edition or to the digital edition. All of the um, all of the uh, information is on our website, theneweuropean.co.uk. Um, you can um, buy a, a print of our amazing NHS cover. All of the money from that will go to charity. That is at uh, tneshop.co.uk. Um, you can join our Facebook uh, readers group. Um, you can um, 
uh, well, you should really go to your podcatcher of choice and leave us a great review um, if you're enjoying this podcast. We're certainly enjoying doing them. I think they keep helping keep us safe. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at The New European. You can follow me on Twitter at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. You can follow me at Porritz, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us. If you haven't already, somehow get hold of a copy of the print product. Um, my suggestion would be do a weekly shop and get it then. Don't pop out, but do get it because it's brilliant. £3 on sale now. Um, it is packed full of politics, as you would expect, um, but there's also lots of arts and culture as well. We will be back next week. I have... Um, I have no doubt that we will be in this setup <laughs> again with Steve on the phone um, for the very much uh, foreseeable future. Um, until then, Mr. Campbell, do please play your bagpipes. Here you go. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns